If you want to see what Pentecost looked like, that mixture of sound and wind and fire that breathed new life into a world hungry for it, then I've got good news for you. Time travel back to first century Jerusalem is not necessary. All you need to do is get on a plane or in a car and head to the Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago this summer to see its latest major exhibit, the artwork of Nick Cave. Nick Cave is a gay black man who grew up just north of here, so to speak, in central Missouri, and he now lives in Chicago. In 1991, the brutal beating of Rodney King in Los Angeles greatly disturbed him. Nick Cave sat in a Chicago park and began to pick up twigs as he reflected on what had happened. He then began sewing them into a suit. Now, when I say suit, think more along the lines of a burly, eight-foot-tall Bigfoot covered in brown twigs rather than a 5'10 guy in navy blue Brooks Brothers. Nick Cave said that he wanted the suit to be armor, an armor that would hide him. But then he put on the suit. It began to make sounds as the twigs clanked against each other. At that moment, Nick Cave realized that it was not a suit in which to hide. It was a suit in which someone who felt like a stranger in his own country could make some noise. He's made hundreds of these suits since then, many of them on display in the exhibit. He's gone beyond broken twigs. What Nick Cave began doing was take ordinary discarded items, such as buttons, shells, shoelaces, beads, sequins, and the stuff that you and I would throw into the trash for pickup. And he turns them into these extraordinary coverings that he calls sound suits, so-called because when worn, all the stuff starts making sound. Some appear to be eight or nine feet tall. And he didn't stop there. Among his other creations, he has taken red, blue, and white shotgun shells and formed them into the shape of an American flag so that those presumably inanimate objects have something to say about where our nation is. As the author of the book of Acts would write, there came a sound, and it doesn't stop with sound. Some of those suits are narrow and extremely tall and made of long streams of fabric in brilliant colors that when worn, when one is on the move in them, well, it would indeed look like flames of fire, evidenced in videos of his work being worn in public spaces. As the author of the book of Acts would write, tongues as of fire appeared. And this Pentecost analogy, intentional or not, continues as Nick Cave also takes ordinary, flat, two-dimensional, eight or nine-inch round disks of metal that any of us would likely overlook. On edge, such a disk would be almost invisible, and indeed they were invisible to me until I looked closely. Anyway, he takes those disks and he cuts them, and he bends them, and he turns them into three-dimensional objects that the wind catches, and the wind then moves them, 
And in that wind, as they move, they catch your attention and they take your breath away. As the author of the book of Acts would write, there is the rush of a violent wind. You cannot help but be in awe of and celebrate the beauty of things once so common, metal discs, buttons, shoelaces, twigs, all finally having something to say and show and teach. As Mr. Cave says, most things end up on the trash heap of history. But if we can transform junk into art, then the world is abundant with potential value. That's the story of Pentecost that's taking place right now, 500 miles north of here. A transformation of the ordinary world into a place abundant with potential value. Nick Cave shows us the power of wind and sight and sound to potentially turn the world into a different place, a place where the common and the once left behind are valued. On Pentecost, we dare to say that the church was born when sound came and wind stirred and people were seen and heard differently. And ever since our call has been to declare that this new thing that is happening, this resurrection is good. In our first lesson today from the book of Genesis, we have a story of the multiplication of languages presented almost as a second fall of humankind. As a result of hubris, people are dispersed and exiled. Some people have as an explanation for Pentecost that it's a reversal of the story of the Tower of Babel. But to be a reversal, Pentecost would have to be an event in which everyone once again starts speaking the same language. Sort of like a desire to return to an age near the Garden of Eden. A return so that everybody is well, just like one family, just like us. And perhaps that would be the solution for us Americans who get so upset that people in foreign countries don't speak English when we go there waving our American dollars. If only they could be like us, wouldn't the world be a better place? But that's not what happened in the biblical Pentecost, and it's not what happens in Nick Cave's art. In the biblical Pentecost, all those different people hear the good news in various languages. They don't have to give up being Medes or Parthians or Cappadocians. The Spirit is poured out on all flesh. In Nick Cave's Pentecost, different people who have often been sidelined, usually because of race, are now heard and celebrated. That which had been invisible because it had been on the edge is now three-dimensional and beautiful. Now that's Pentecost. And it's the sort of Pentecost that we continue to hope that we will one day have. When the stories of people who were once on the margin or once left on the trash heap of history start to make sense to all of us. When we understand what others are trying to say. When we don't run from them as running from a dangerous fire, but rather run toward the warmth of their presence. When barriers are broken down and we see old adversaries in a brand new light. 
I love the fact that Nick Cave first thought that his outfit would make him unseen and would be his armor. And then in trying it on, he discovered that it made a noise and that people were fascinated by it. It changed his life and, by the way, changed the lives of the many people who now work for and with him. Whether or not he knew it, whether or not he is religious, he experienced Pentecost. And he could hardly wait to start making more sound suits and passing them out to people so that they could be seen and heard for the beautiful people and voices that they are. If we can transform once forgotten people into art, then the world is abundant with potential joy and value. If we can see those around us as the body of Christ, regardless of race or gender or social status, then the world has a future that is better than its past. Pentecost has come, and Pentecost will come yet again if we've got ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts open and ready to love without reserve. The risen Christ whom we follow this Easter season represents nothing less. Amen.